Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel and I am the pastor of a church called Soul here at Alostar in Malaysia. In this podcast, we will dive into conversations that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. As you're listening, I'm sure you'll learn a thing or two, but I believe this podcast will help you to expand your perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. Gary, my bro, I had so much fun on the last episode. Thank you so much, man. Hey, 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 DK. What's up, buddy? The last episode, you you gave a huge hint for the next, for this episode, you know, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm just fascinated. The first time you told me about this, it felt like a light bulb moment because all the time I have been like casually talking to people and information would just like come out of my head, you know, whether it's football, whether it's about food or like, you know, what's the latest trend. And and it's just all these different things that I've consumed from TV, radio, you know, magazines and just general conversations with people. And, and somehow all these things that were popping up seem to help me to really build healthy relationships. You know, mm-hmm. it's not of one that is like taking advantage of people or, you know, manipulating them. But no, 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 really um, getting the best out of relationship, building effective relationship. In fact, you know, of course, getting the girl as well, marrying, yeah, her, to, marrying her today. Um, but I've never known there was a term to it until the day I met you. And you, you called that and you called it the conversation currency. I think yeah. that's been the best thing, like one of the best things that has really happened to me. When, when, I, when I found out about it, I'm like, oh, I'm not crazy. I'm not like a Xiao Lang, you know, who like knows all this different information, you know. And like what you said in the last uh, podcast, like what I told you in one of our conversations, I told this to one of the <laughs> this young guy, you know, and I, and I was saying that, hey man, you, 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 you got to learn how to have this conversation currency. You know, basically it's really to maximize your word bank, you know, for effective yeah. relationships. But he, yeah. he didn't get me. He took it as like, I, but I don't want to be kepo, you know. Kepo <laughs> is a, uh, a Chinese term for like, I don't want to be a busy body. Like, why do I want to get to know other people? But I was like, no, bro. It's really for maximizing effective and healthy relationships. So thank you yeah. so much for, for the light bulb moment a couple of years back. But today, I want to get into this. I, I want to talk to you yeah. about this. I'm Good. excited about this. So, what is conversation currency really all about, really for our listeners here on Soul Food? All right. Uh, to all Soul Food listeners, um, I think the first thing that we have to understand is that human beings weren't made to live life as individuals on an island. All right. Um, we are meant to live in communities and societies. And so when you put a group of human beings together, obviously relationships have to actually happen, be it organic or systemized in order for civilization to move forward. And so conversational currency is very much the the currency. You know, when we talk about currency, it's a universal agreement that, okay, I'm going to use a currency to get something and to give something, correct? So let's look at it from ringgit and cents. If you're going to go and buy food, you take money in exchange for that food. It's a barter system, correct? Conversational currency is replacing that ringgit and cent with a topic that you like. Is it football? 
for the younger ones could be sneakers, for the older ones could be politics. And so you realize that as a human being, as an individual, you are drawn to people or communities who speak the same conversational currency. And so for effective communications, obviously, it'll be good if you know a couple of different conversational currencies and you know when to use those currencies. You think about it, if you're going to go to a hawker shop and if they don't have GrabPay or Fave or a credit card machine and you wave out your Amex black card, Mm-mm. they go like, Muhami, what is this? <laughs> you know, although that's a card only if you're like a billionaire, you can get right. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But if you go to a hotel and it's a fine dining establishment and maybe it's a thousand ringgit per person, and when the bill comes, imagine you taking out ring- 10 ringgit cash, you know, and you're like, okay, it's 1000. Yeah, let me just take out like 100 pieces of 10 ringgit. You get me? Yeah, yeah. So it, 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 it it's, it's awkward, it's not comfortable. And replace that currency of ringgit sen and sen with conversation. And you realize conversation begets conversation. It's a constant loop. And that loop will continue and you will become deeper and deeper. You know, your trust, the respect mutually will start to develop. My question to you would be this for you to understand it even further. You and your best friend, what happened? How did it begin? How did that journey begin? Let's all talk about you know, wives or girlfriends, because maybe, you know, there was a hidden agenda, right? I bring you on a date. <laughs> Oops. Maybe one day you uh-huh. shall be spouses. But let's talk about a best friend. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was you riding a bicycle um, in your taman and you bumped into another person at a playground. And all of a sudden you talk about Beyblade or Pokemon or Digimon, you know, and suddenly, right, boom, they became a best friend. And every day at 5 p.m., you're in your taman cycling bicycles, <coughs> talking about Digimon, Pokemon. And see, you don't even have to be trained in conversational currency. That is something which you naturally have. But the mm. thing is, do you realize this, DK, that when you grow older, when you are outside of school and you start working in life, you realize that it's harder to make friends. Yes. Right? It's, it's easy to have acquaintances. It's easy to, you know, leave a comment on Facebook or, you know, have a WhatsApp chat now and then. But yep. it's harder to build a relationship between other people with trust and respect. And that's where conversational currency comes in. And that's where it's not just conversational currency, but you're injecting authenticity and genuineness into it. So that people who already are busy with their families, with their careers, now realize that, you know what, I need to have something which I can give up, which is healthy for you but receive from you something that's healthy to me. And that is how conversational currency works. Wow. That's like just like a mind-blowing moment. Bam. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Gary. Um, yeah, it's true because if we are not genuine and authentic with it, we are basically manipulating people anyway. You know Correct. what I mean? So no matter how strong your currency is, but if you are not genuine and authentic, that's not part of your values, then wow, you're just getting all the time. And if this person cannot give to you, then you're just going to hop on, you know, and change. And relationships don't work that way because we, we as Christians as well, you know, we, we are called to love, we're called to share hope, you know, to bring around faith. But as you were talking about these things, uh, this question just came right into my head. 
And I'm just thinking about, you know, how churches are around the world. And, you know, we speak a certain language of how mm. God is, you know, how Jesus is. Do you think that churches in general should really expand in their conversation currency today? See, um, that's a very interesting question, DK. My my view, although I, I, I would consider myself quite a liberal person and, you know, um, I, I believe in democracy of knowledge and I believe in the exploration of thought. But at the same time, you know, as a Christian myself, sometimes when we look at concepts and, th- and, and thought processes and perspectives, I, I think the main question to, to answer first is who created all of this? And if we were to say, and if we were to say it is an almighty God, a creator who created the heavens and the earth, the universe and everything which is in it, then I think when we talk about oh, shall we be more relevant in our conversation to help God be relevant to the people? Perhaps, right, what we are doing inadvertently is saying, God, I'm putting you in a little box. A box which is the same box that I put in politics because, you know, sometimes it might be a bit sensitive. So, you know, I'm just going to make sure that I wrap you up in a nice little digestible box. A takeaway gift is it. And so that, that really is my, my thought on this. Because when our conversation or our discussion veers more towards what can a church say or not say to be effective for God, are we not taking God out of the picture and just taking certain parts of God and saying, hey, you out there, if you want to know God, guess what? This is a small little takeaway box. We have to address the fundamental discussion. How do we view God? And why, why are we even doing this, you see? Yeah. Well, th- th- thank you for sharing your perspective. Yeah. Um, really, I think the way when we see God and how we package Him, you know, and there are times where I witness some people, you know, who you, you use something so, ap- so aptly, like, for example, politics. You know, it's so hard to talk to people about it, so you don't want to offend others. Same goes like for God as well sometimes. You see, you're yep. so scared you will offend people that eventually you dilute the concept of God. And I think it's not Correct. in the same league as a conversation currency. That's, that's what I'm getting. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Gary, for sharing and to really package that well for the understanding for that. But moving on to like a regular human being right now, we are progressing in life, you know, we are doing better. I like how you use the example just now, you know, bringing 10 ringgits, you know, in 1,000. You still pay the meal. You still yeah. pay the meal. But yeah. it's awkward. It's, it's, it's tough. But maybe there are some people who are like, yeah, I still got a conversation done. Ah. I still settled it. Ah. What, how would you encourage someone like that? You know, it's it's very interesting that you actually speak of this because, you know, let, let's let's deviate to a, another question before I answer this, yeah? If I put two people in a room with you right now, both of them are the most eloquent people in the world, yeah? What differentiates one person from being the best con man you've ever seen and the other one from being an effective communicator? The words they use? Yeah, they could use the same words because they are very eloquent, you know. They know what is the right words to push your right buttons. The answer here is character. Because without character, whatever form of communication, it doesn't matter what accent you use, what vocabulary bank that you may have, character shows. Integrity of character 
the solidness of character, how authentic you are in your character as a person, how righteous you are, how good are you, <laughs> is, mm -hmm. is based upon the precepts of the, the building of character. And you know, it's very interesting because, I mean, as Christians, we look to the Bible, the Word of God, as our kind of basic instruction before leaving Ooh, earth. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. And, and um, you know, in, in especially in the New Testament, um, there are so many parts which talks about building a character. You know, it doesn't ask us to be holy moly monks, right? You know, yeah. it, it really asks us to build character. And when, in that scenario, when you have two people who speak well, but some somehow you're able to smell, you know, it, it's, it's something uncanny. And I believe this is the wiring that, you know, the creator has actually given us, that we're able to fish out a person who has a good heart, and a person who probably, you know, it has an ulterior motive right there. Mm. Maybe not all the time, but I, I would put it to you, DK. Have you ever met somebody who speaks so well, but you you know, you just feel and sense, hey, there's something fishy about this dude. Yeah. Or, or, right? You know, it's like, he, he's saying all the right things, but yet I just don't feel comfortable, you know, right? And, and so when we talk about conversational currency and we talk about, you know, how can a person speak well or not? Hey, by all means, you know, they join a Rotary Club, dude. <laughs> you know, that, that, that will really help public speaking and whatever not. But, but honestly, I, I believe what differentiates a person is really how solid their character is. Yeah. So what you're saying, if I would go back to the example that I gave just now, like a person who actually paid for it, his or her meal um, that's worth 1,000 ringgit with 10 ringgit bills, really boils back down to that person's character. And right. What's how... the intention of doing that? Does it connect? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So then how do we address if let's say they are stubborn, like for example, I they, for them in their mentality is that I got the job done. You know, if, if, if you to, to ask in that sense, like how would we encourage them? How would we help them to think? Then maybe you should ask that person, is that a reflection of good character? Because if conflict is boiled out of the fact that it reveals your bad character, perhaps that is something which should be worked on rather than the act itself. So let me give you an example. I'm just going to adapt and uh, exaggerate. I mean, I'm a filmmaker, right? Have to yeah, yeah. <laughs> exaggerate it, dramatize a little bit. Now, imagine you said if somebody pays 10 ringgit or uh, you know, use 10 ringgit bills to pay a 1,000 ringgit meal. Mm -hmm. But what if, right, it's a son who has to pay back a father a loan which was given a uh, 1,000 ringgit loan. And the son says, you know what? I'm going to pay you back the 1,000 ringgit loan, but I'm going to throw one ringgit notes at your feet, 1,100 ringgit notes at your feet. Ooh. I'm paying you back. So what is wrong with this picture here? Mm -hmm. It's the intent. It's not, see, the action itself, yes, is questionable, but it's the intent and the heart of the person, right? Mm -hmm. But if that same son were to say, you know what? Yes, I owe you a thousand ringgit, but there's a measure to that loan which is not in ringgit ascent. I'm going to give you 1,500 ringgit back. You Is that finer ringgit due to you? No. But because my character is to bless you because you have blessed me and I'm going to bless you more than what you have given me. Now, all of a sudden, it's the same scenario, but two different actions, but it's the same outcome, right? The father still gets back the money. Right? Yeah. But character is so different between person A and person B. 
thank you for expounding on it. I think that has helped me and of course the listeners a little bit more better, you know, the character and the intent because no point if I just come, I pay you back lah. I just throw that one ringgit note on your face kind of thing. But I could also still pay that one ringgit, but I give back in an honoring manner. Like, you know what, thank you so much for blessing me. And this is yeah. what I'm paying back in return. And I think in the same way of our conversation currency, the way I talk to people, the way I converse with people, at the end of the day, really, it's my character, my intent. You know, how am I going to see the best of this relationship, how I'm going to add values into your life, you know? And even yeah. when, as you are speaking something brand new, I'm learning in the process, you know, because yeah. conversa- conversation currency is not like, hey, I got Singapore dollars, I'm bigger than you, Malaysian ringgit, yeah, like, you know, exactly. that kind of thing. And then, pop, 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 pop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. That's true. Yeah, so I, I'm really getting it. Yeah, I, I've always been fascinated by it and, and thank you for expounding on it. So what, what can we do now or how can we help someone who, you know, hey, Gary, I feel like I don't have this conversation currency. I feel that my, my, my currency now is very low. So how can we help them? How can we help encourage or, you know, add that value to it? Well, first things first is maybe to, okay, so I think let's break this down to maybe a simple three-step um, like progression, okay? Okay. Step one, determine what is it that you like because no point faking it. If you generally like football, talk about football, man. And mm. to be honest, right? I mean, there is another part of the theory uh, which actually talks about deconst- uh, like reverse engineering from who is speaking and you talk about a person, uh, talk based on what that person likes. But I just feel like step one should be, really, what do you like? And once you like something, you can't stop talking about it. You already have the currency. It's just that, are you in the right community or right circle which wants to talk about it? Mm. So step one, that's that's what you need to know. You you need to not just follow the trends and so and say, hey, you know what? Because sneakers are popular, I want to talk about sneakers. No, if you like metal, heavy metal, for example, and you just like it. I mean, if, you know, let's put aside any like prejudice or whatever. But you just like heavy metal music. You need to find a community which likes heavy metal music so you can talk to them that's step two being that community and in an age where you have the internet you have facebook you have instagram finding the community is ever so simple because Mm -hmm. you know just dropping a comment or sending a private message right you know what do you have to lose yeah and the third thing is always remind yourself that you are here because you want to be here you are building a relationship because you want to be, you want to build that relationship. If you feel like it doesn't feel natural to you, or you feel like it's such a burden to be a friend or, you know, uh, like a, you know, a member of that community, then, you know, perhaps that's not the most healthiest of communities for you to be in. Now, I'm not saying that the community is not healthy in general. It's just that as human beings, we are such complex creatures. We have such, you know, complex wiring inside of us that although everything might, you know, in, in a nutshell, it should fit. A, a, a circle should fit within a circle. A square should fit within a square. But yet, right, human beings, we are not that simple. All I need to have is maybe one point in my early childhood where I had some form of trauma and I really want to talk about that, but I've forgotten about it. 
And so when I'm in a community which everybody seems to be so perfect and doesn't exhibit a trait of that trauma, I just feel uncomfortable. But when I go into a, a, another community which we barely have the, the same topics to talk about, but I see and I feel and I sense that they have that trait of that trauma, I, I realize that I can talk to them more. And you, do you see how the conversational currency mm-hmm. changes? Yeah, mm-hmm. from the inside out rather than the outside in. And it's it's so sad. I mean, um, DK, I'm just going to add something on, but uh, if, if you want to, you know, if you want to take this out because it's not relevant, by all means, yeah. But I, I really feel like in this generation that we live in, one of the greatest um, challenges and obstacles that we have as human beings developing relationships would be duality. When we try to portray uh, another life compared to who we really are. Mm-hmm. Where on social media, you portray a series of pictures, a series of videos to show that your life is a certain way your relationships are in a certain way, but the real you is a total opposite. Wow. And so when that happens, right, people are messaging you because they think you are, you know, a beauty influencer and you love beauty and cosmetics. But to be honest, in real life, you don't like it at all. It's just a means for you to earn, you know, uh, a salary. Mm. That is where the greatest challenge happens because when you give it a month, it's still fine. Six months down the road is fine. What about five years later when that public persona, the pressure is that you're looking into the mirror and you don't understand that's a stranger. Mm. And, and how much conversational currency you might have when you speak the words of a stranger, nobody will develop a relationship with the real you. A couple of things I learned from you tonight. I think it all boils down to the character and intent. Yes. As you mentioned about duality, I mean, no point. You're so good, so strong. Your conversation currency is so strong. You're sorry, your conversation currency is so strong, but it's not the real you. Yeah, exactly, man. And, and you're just perpetuating somebody else and then one day you begin to ask, who am I and all? And there's a whole different issue altogether. But as you were talking about it, I begin to think about in the church sphere, as you know, I'm a pastor and in my community and all, you know, I would really appreciate and value if everyone had a strong uh, conversation currency, you know, to help people in the, in the community. Because, you know, sometimes we could be just so caught up with our own world and what we do. But like, I'm just drawn back to one of the questions I asked you earlier, like, you know, in a, in a church sphere, you know, do you think we should improve on our uh, conversation currency? I begin to realize that really, what is the core of our com- conversation currency? Because if God is just another part, then we mm-hmm. miss the whole thing altogether. But if this is a central part, it affects, so that means it's our character and our intent again. You know, so if yes. I want to learn about something new, let's say, you know, Gary loves sports car maybe I, I'm not too familiar with sports car but I'm learning it and to have this conversation with Gary because mm-hmm. I want to learn to be a better friend like that yes. has yep. such yeah. a great beautiful meaning and, and the intent there now is not to manipulate Gary get the best mm-hmm. of Gary no but I want to be a friend of Gary you yes, know that kind of exactly. thing exactly um, 
I just love talking to you, bro. Like, you know what I mean? As I'm just talking to you, I'm kind of missing our Tylok Min and Chicken Wings, man. Oh, gosh. But yeah, looking forward for the day where we could makan again. Uh, but before we end uh, this podcast, uh, it's such a great lesson uh, in this episode about conversation currency. What do you think or what could be a better way for us to really prevent or make sure that we use this wisely? Like, do you have an indicator? Because if you're not careful, this could go really wrong. This could go like sideways and then it could be a... Actually, if you look at it, conversation currency can be a manipulative tool. And so we don't want to use in that manner. So besides character and intent, do you have anything to add on to it? Well, I would um, say mind map it out, man. Like, to be honest, you know, when, when you're younger and you write a diary or write a journal mm-hmm. and there are psychological uh, data, uh, there is psychological data out there which actually indicates to us why do people journal and why do they actually write in a form of a diary? It's because it's the unfiltered thought process being mirrored back to them. And so an incident could happen, you reflect upon it, but you can be honest with yourself. And that's why... You know, we are afraid when people read our diaries or if people read our diaries. Nobody should read our diaries, by the way. No. But, if they do, <laughs> but if they do, then, you know, you have a sense of dread and fear. But if that's the problem, why do we have a sense of dread and fear? Could it be because we are not living a life the way in which we actually want ourselves to do? Because when we are writing it down, it's still the same brain, it's still the same heart, the same soul, the same, you know, everything. So mind map it down, journal it down. And as you read back, perhaps that could be a measurement. Nobody's perfect. And that is something we have to admit. And I think even in this conversation, for those of you who are listening, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be called good or great. You don't have to compare or measure yourself, but you do have to grow. And, you know, as Christians, we do believe that, you know, you need to pray. You need to read the word of God. But as a practical sense, write it down, mind map it, journal it out. And if one month down the road, you look back 30 days ago, hey, I'm better than then. Two months down, six months down, one year down. And you realize that because I was intentional in building my character and I'm intentional in actually evaluating what I say, you will realize that people will start coming up to you saying that, wow, Gary, wow, Daniel, wow, you have made an impact in my life. And I'll be very honest, I have never heard anybody when they go to a person and say like, you have made an impact in my life. Nobody has ever gone like, whoa, 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 whoa. An impact, please. That was so not what I was going for. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, you know, although we might not have intentions to, to really influence somebody or change their worldview, but perhaps in living your lifestyle as authentically and as genuine as you can and growing, that might rub off on the people around you. You might just be that voice that they need to bring them up from wherever they are. Language is important. The words we use are important. And mind mapping, yeah, that is like one of the best way we could really improve on because what I say yesterday could be improved on today. And tomorrow we could really be, you know, I'm a firm believer that we need to influence, you know what I mean? Or else we are just going to stay wherever we are because if you don't think about influence, then uh, we are just going to live in our own world and do whatever we would like to do. But if, you know, as a Christian, you know, as a follower of Christ, we are also called to influence something good, 
something greater, you yes. know, to inspire love and hope. And sometimes we don't know how to articulate the word love or articulate yes. the word hope. You know, and I think that tonight's lesson, I will call it lessons with Gary Chong, uh, <laughs> really will help shape that perspective. Uh, bro, I thank you for your time, for the friendship. Love you so much, man. Thanks again. Love you too, buddy. Taluk mean uh, on me when you come back, right? <laughs> come on. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Do share it with your friends. Now, if you have any questions, you can DM us on our Instagram at Soul Malaysia.